Blog Talk Radio. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure am glad you did. Hey, it's a uh, fantastic start to the week. I have been having a uh, a great day, although extremely busy. I am swamped around here. I feel like uh, Neil Peart, surrounded by you know how he would set his drum. I'm surrounded by easels. Even right now, while we're doing the show, it's crazy. Um, but I am taking a break from painting because, frankly, I've been doing it for about 13 hours today, and my hands are about to fall off. Anyhow, I'm very, very excited. Uh, tonight, we have a fantastic guest. I am just, um, I, I'm, I'm very amazed and, and very uh, excited about it because this kind of stuff is right up my alley. Um, I, For those who don't know, I mean, I don't know, anybody who follows my social media probably is not surprised um, that we were lucky enough to uh, get tonight's guest. Um, he is a, uh, well, he does a lot of things, man. <laughs> and we're going to talk to him about all of this. Um, but you probably recognize him uh, from the MUFON TV uh, uh, website, network shows. Um, he's an on-cam personality, uh, writer, edit- editor, researcher, entrepreneur. He does all kinds of stuff. Uh, so without further ado, I would like to welcome um, Mr. Ron James. Ron, how are you, my friend? I'm great. You know, I uh, I had to pick up everything this morning. I was in Sedona, where I, I have a house, and I'm right now en route back to my studio in Los Angeles to record some breaking news. Oh man! Well, we got to know. Can you tell us, or do we have to do we need to tune in later for it? Well, there's a, there's a, a Roswell witness that was uh, Walter Hout, uh, H-A-U-T. Mm. Some people say Hout. Um, he was mm. uh, the press person at the Roswell Army Airfield. And, uh, you know, over really? the course of his life, first he would deny the whole Roswell thing. And then there was an affidavit that was uh, released when he died. And that affidavit uh, uh, said that he had witnessed the uh, crash debris uh, and that he had seen uh, the bodies of the passengers who are about the size of 10-year-olds. Mm. And so that came out after he passed away. Um, and a lot of people have counseled on it and debunked it and said, well, you know, he was on his deathbed, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, but, there's, you know, there hasn't really been anything to corroborate it until now. Mm. Oh, wow. So, wow. So a video just surfaced. And I was given I was given a copy of it, um, and uh, apparently it was just released by a member of the family, and um, in it he is on video acknowledging the story that he was able to see inside one of the hangars where the Roswell wreckage was being stored, and that he did see a craft, an egg-shaped UFO, and um, he did see the uh, the bodies. Hmm. Hmm. You know, it's it, it's interesting, and, and it's so cool that this stuff is finally coming out. And it's cool that there's people like you that um, have a platform for this, you know, because so many people, you know, and it's just, I tell you, I was just watching a thing the other day with um, a YouTube video. It was some talk or some TED talk or something, I don't know. But um, it was, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was on there. And I, somebody had asked him about UFOs or whatever, and he starts in with the whole Roswell thing. And, you know, he's like, well, there was these weather balloons, you see, and these uh, they had these mannequins and blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh, Neil, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know, for, for anybody who really can... knows. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. You know, well, I was just going to say, even a scientist should be, be able to pretty much give you a good idea. Where there's smoke, there's usually fire, you know? And there's just a lot of stuff that has come out about this that just doesn't add up, you know? 
I, I mean, well, you know, Neil should know better because he's quoting the Roswell case closed report that the government put out. And in it, they say that the uh, supposed alien bodies were really crash test dummies uh, and, and right. blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the thing is, is the crash test dummies weren't involved in that area until years after the Roswell event. So it, it, it's just anybody who really knows and, or does their research into it, that report is kind of like admitting that they're lying. It's like, hello, we're going to tell you the most ridiculous story possible and hope you believe it. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Right. And so, um, you know, that's kind of that's kind of what I think is going on with that report. And for Neil to, to lean back on that instead of uh, digging a little deeper. But to his credit, he also recently, uh, uh, you know, acknowledged that we're probably living in a matrix, and I think that that's uh, that, that's pretty cool coming from him because I'm one of those people who does believe that this our reality is is the uh, the quantum equivalent of a simulation, a construct. Interesting, interesting. There's a, there's been a lot of that uh, seems to be a trend right now with a lot of um, there's a lot of these uh, YouTube channels, I guess that. It, it's the proper term for them, um, where you have amateur scientists and whatnot, and they have these little science shows. And I'm not throwing shade or anything at anybody, you know. There's, heck, I, I watch them, you know, when I'm having my lunch. Um, but I've noticed that that's a trend lately, the uh, the, the matrix, the simulation. Uh, I've been seeing that pop up a lot. Um, who knows? Maybe that's part of the matrix. You know, maybe they're trying to give us a heads up. Uh, let us know gently. I wanted to ask you, Ron, because you've been in this game for a long time, and and you know so much about this stuff. Um, one of the things uh, that uh, I, I wanted to see, get your take on, is the younger generation right now. Um, do you think that they're more apt to believe this just because they've seen the government be caught in so many lies for their entire life? I think it's. I think it goes beyond that, and they're not apt to believe it. They know it instinctively, and and that's why you know people are like, well, you don't see the younger generation, the children, the millennials, going to UFO conferences and and doing that stuff. We're in a different day with the kids. You know, they're, they've they've um, for one thing, the human evolution is accelerating at a crazy rate, and a lot of people right. think it's because of hybridization and everything else. But we have a generation coming up that. In the, in the MUFON generation, the Project Blue Book generation, the, those times back when that stuff first really started rolling in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, you had this army of people that were just thirsty for the answer. And and you still mm. do. Inside of MUFON, that's that's what we're about. They're, they're, I'm actually not MUFON. I'm MUFON Television, which is a kind mm. of a joint venture with them. But you know, it's about you know investigating lights in the sky and sightings and trying to get to the truth with this burning desire to understand what's really going on with the, uh, with the, with the younger generation, these kids have an intrinsic understanding that yes, we are uh, being interacted with by extraterrestrials. And, and I don't doubt it. It's been kind of built into the vernacular. So you don't have this burning desire to go out and find the truth because in a lot of ways, these kids, I feel like they already know at least part of the truth. And when the time comes that more information is made available, they're, they're going to be ready to digest it. Ah, interesting, interesting. It's uh, you know it's it's very cool. I um I, I was a youngster in the seventies. I remember man, I must have been in like grade five or something when I first got into my UFO kick, and I I went to every bookstore and, and that I could in the, my area and bought the three books that they were selling on the topic. And there was nothing in the library about it, but I did my best, you know, been away in the back of magazines, the whole bit. It's, um, and that was in the seventies and I'm an, I'm an old man now. It's, it, it, it's interesting to see, you know, and I, I don't know if it's, if, you know, I almost expect like, if an alien, if a UFO were to land, you know, on the, the front lawn of the White House, that a lot of the younger kids would just go, yeah, we, yeah, not a big deal. <laughs> we, we expected that. I don't think it would be, I think people maybe my age and older would be freaking the hell out. Um, but not the younger. Well, yeah, that's, you know? that's, that's what I'm saying is that if you, were to, if you were to go into a place where you could talk to people from a lot of different demographics, 
the older the people you talk to, the more skepticism you'd find by a percentage of people. You start getting into where you're talking to kids that are, you know, 15, 16, 17, in, in that age range, and, and older, obviously, but I'm talking about kids. Uh, they're all like, well, yeah, of course. We'd be silly to think there's there's not extraterrestrial life. And they've been raised on the stories about Roswell, and they've been raised on the stories from Project Blue Book, and they've been raised on ancient aliens which has probably right. done more to bring awareness. Anybody, people can denigrate that show, but history, A&E, and Ancient Aliens, and Kevin Burns, bless him, uh, probably did more to spread this awareness than anybody, any any other contributor to the field. He's an unsung hero, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And it, so they, it's these cool. kids have like been raised I'm... on this stuff. When I was a kid, I mean, I had a dog-eared copy of Chariots of the Gods, which I must have read about 400 times, I remember. Um, and that was about it. You know, that was the, the – there wasn't there wasn't an – I wish there would have been. That would have been a – I did watch a lot of In Search Of. I don't think I missed one of those. Um, you know, Ed Litter Nemo, it's pretty cool. Uh, let me and ask then, of you course, this, Chariots no, of the Gods is – oh, go ahead. No, finish your thought. Finish your thought. Oh, I was just saying, when Chariots of the Gods uh, hit theaters, that was the very first and actually the very last uh, feature-length documentary about the E.T. question ever to go national theatrical. And it, it really wow. woke up a lot of people. It was one of the best-selling books in history. I think it still is. Hmm. Well, there's a lot of... I'm at the age now, i got to tell you, where, you know, I'm just not so sure about everything. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> Twenty years ago, I was real sure about a lot of things, and uh, you know, now I'm like, eh, I could be wrong on that. <laughs> Maybe I don't have all the answers. You know, the big universe, lots going on. Well, you um, you have to be very discerning. But you know what? I my my latest thing that I'm really entertaining and talking to people about is that asking whether or not there's aliens, asking whether or not they come from this place or that place or they're interdimensional or they live under the earth or they're from Zeta Reticuli, these are all vehicles to help us understand the bigger question, which is the name of my show, but it's also a bigger question, and that is what is the whole nature of reality in the first place? And when we talk about right. living in a simulation, I, I, I'm kind of circling back to that. Science has proven just in very basic physics that this reality in this universe works very much like a simulation. And if, if that's really true, then asking these little questions about who are they and where they come from, they're, they're not really the right questions anymore. They're what, does this, what do these phenomena and beings and existences of things teach us about the bigger picture of the reality that we're living in. And I think that we're going to find one day that the whole UFO extraterrestrial phenomenon has been dropping us clues to a much bigger answer than, than we think. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. I, you know, it, it blows my mind and, and you, you see stuff and, you know, it, it's, I understand, you know, the, the politics of the last, couple of years, you know, and, and the insanity of, of everything and then the pandemic. And I mean, I get it. The, the news agencies had a full plate going on, you know, there, there was lots to talk about. But then you had these stories, you know, where the, the government releases these videos of these unexplained, you know, things flying around and stuff. And, and people, it, it wasn't as big of a deal as I thought it should have been, you know. I was still talking to people and they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, YouTube this. Oh, I had no idea. I'm like, how did you? Then you think, you're like, well, they don't know because they haven't been, nobody's been telling, you know, it hasn't been the, the big news story, I guess. I, it should have been, I, I think. UFOs have been in the news ever since Lou Elizondo came public about the HF program more than ever in history. And they're a super huge topic right now. You, there are stories out there. But I think that the overall situation is we're being shown a lot of stuff that doesn't really prove definitively anything. And so although mm. there's, uh, there's, there's plenty of video, there's plenty of stories, but at the end of the day, the three videos that, that came out uh, with the HF program, they're interesting. But if you took them just by themselves um, and you didn't have all the stories that are, that are being told around them, 
like they were part of a swarm or they were doing this kind of stuff that is physically impossible. Um, those videos themselves don't really uh, prove anything at all. And then you look at this new video that came out with these flying triangles flying around the ship. Okay, they have running lights on them. You know, I, I'm not sure aliens need running lights. So what I'm trying to get to, I'm not saying anything negative about these and what they prove and what they don't prove, but the problem is they're just not exciting enough or, or um, uh, convincing enough or definitive right. enough to convince people that right. they're really looking at something that, that is, is a big deal. And so until we get some better evidence or some more official acknowledgement, there hasn't been enough out there to really light the wildfire. I gotcha. I gotcha. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Hey there, my name is Paige Beatty, and I am the founder of Hats On and Hats Off, which are two separate companies but aligned by the same philosophy of raising cancer awareness and forming smiles. Hats On is a for-profit corporation that sells cancer-specific hats to be proudly worn by you in hopes of raising awareness. A percentage of the proceeds will be donated to Hats Off, which is a nonprofit corporation raising money to buy wigs for cancer patients who can't afford them. That's where we're forming smiles. I believe cancer has touched almost everyone's lives in one way or another. A friend, a family member, a friend of a friend. So please visit our website, www.hatsonhatsoff.com to learn how you can help raise awareness and form smiles. Rock's Gear, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings. From La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. 
me ask you this, Ron. Um, no, you you are the the go-to guy on this. You know, you, you have uh, many shows. You know, uh, you have shows on uh, Apple TV and Amazon, all over the place, and the MUFON TV, which is kind of cool. You guys have a uh, people can can basically join that and have access to all your stuff. Um, in my show notes, though, it also says you've done music video production. <laughs> you know. Um, a ton of television commercials and, and, you know, things outside the UFO world um, or the MUFON TV world, I should say. Um, did you always... Yeah, well, I've always owned my happen? own production company. But I mean, no, to I'm get sorry, into I, the, how, how did that happen? It's actually pretty funny. I've always owned my own production company since I got into video. Um, and and so I've always been, done TV commercials, music videos, you know, all that kind of stuff for people. Uh, I was in Sedona, and I was actually, they brought me into Sedona. I ran the local TV channel for them there for a year. And then after that, mm-hmm. I started Sedona Media Company, and I started making videos about metaphysical and spiritual stuff. Steve Bassett came to town from PRG. Okay. And he, uh, and I interviewed him. And if I remember correctly, it was the same, at the same day I interviewed um, that the people from Project Camelot, Bill and Carrie. And um, so anyway, I interviewed all these people at the Creative Life Center in Sedona, and Steve and I got to talking, and he said, well, you know, I've got this X conference coming up, and uh, would you be interested in producing it for me? And so he hired me to produce X conference 2008, uh, and then I went back and produced 2009. And then I went on to produce the Citizen Hearing on Disclosure with him, and uh, Ruben Langdon was was also uh, involved in that. And so that kind of got me on that road, and I was fascinated by the topic. And then I made the uh, Disclosure Dialogues DVD series, and we won the EBE Awards for those. And so I've always been, you know, dedicating a certain amount of, of my professional time to the topic, but at the same time, I'm involved in, you know, just mainstream video projects. Like I just recently <laughs> directed virtual reality shoot in Colorado for um, Alice in Wonderland. So that was pretty fun. And I did a big project oh, cool. for Caesar's <laughs> Palace where I brought alien invasions to Las Vegas. So that was pretty fun. So, yeah, I do a lot of that kind nice. of stuff. Nice. Nice. Caesar's Palace is awesome. It's the only casino with clouds indoors. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um <laughs> oh man, yeah, there was a forum shop. Oh man. Anyway, um, well, it's very fascinating, you know, and it's it, it's so cool. Sedona, Sedona is one of those places. I was just talking to somebody about, you know, I I don't know, and again, I'm just a painter, you know, on here. I, I read a couple books here and there and whatnot, so you know, that's kind of my background. But um, so I'm by no means an expert. But it seems to me, and I've traveled around enough to know that there's certain places, I don't know if it's ley lines or, um, you know, just a, a lot of crystal in some areas maybe. or something. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. But there's certain places you go to, and it's just you get a different vibe there. You definitely get a, a different, um, almost a heebie-jeebie type vibe in a way. And Sedona is one of those places. You know, I've been there many times, and it's, yeah, weird, it really man. is. When I when I but first cool. went to Sedona, I was captivated by the place, and I always said if I if I had a reason that I could go there and make a living, I would do it. And then I went out there to shoot a video with a friend of mine. We were trying to sell a show to National Geographic, and uh, I was watching the local TV channel, and I called him up to give him some uh, constructive criticism, and he hired me for a month to kind of help him straighten it out. And at the end of the month, right. he made me a pretty good offer to stay for a year. So I'm like, heck yeah, I'll do it. So I spent seven years in Sedona the first time. Uh, like I said, I founded Sedona Media Company. I had studios in town, and I and I did a, I did a lot of stuff there. I made about 200 DVDs um, covering all kinds of topics, metaphysical, nature, reality, uh, you know, all that stuff. And then I decided I was going to go out to L.A. and, and you know, get, go a little Hollywood. So I went out to L.A. I've been there for 12 years. Except when the pandemic hit, I was thinking, I don't know how this is going to turn out. And I was in a rented house, so I decided to just go ahead and buy a house in Sedona and um, and chill out. But I still have my studio in L.A., which is where I'm on my way to right now. So that's kind that's of the story amazing. about me in Sedona. 
That's cool, man. That is cool. I had the same uh, reaction as you. Um, you know, it was it was so funny. My wife and I, we've been together forever, but we finally tied the knot last year, the week before everything officially happened. The world gave us wow. money, you know. Um, yeah, it was not to make light of any of that terrible things that happened. But, um, yeah, you know, it was we had went we live in I, we live in South Florida. My wife's from here and um so she I, as I oftentimes joke, she worships at the Temple of Disney. And so we went up to we go to Disney World all those times. It's three hours away, you know, and go stay in the resort. It's nice. Um, spend a couple days. So we did that after the wedding just to kind of decompress after all the hoopla. And I'll never forget we were sitting in this uh I don't I don't know the name of it, but it was an Epcot, it was some fancy one of these uh, Japanese or Chinese places where they, they cut everything up on the table, you know, in front of you and make a volcano oh, yeah, out of onion rings and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're in there, and everybody's sitting around the table. Now, I don't use a cell phone, not because of anything weird or anything. I'm just cheap. I'm like, I'm always with my wife. She has a phone. I, I don't want to spend the extra 100 bucks a month or whatever, you know. And we're all sitting around this table. And everybody, it was like a movie. Everybody's phones started going off at the same time. And everybody's looking at their phones, and I can see the color kind of draining from everybody's face. So I, you know, turned to my wife. I'm like, what the hell's going on? You know, are, are the missiles flying? What's, what's happening? And she's like, no, they've announced they're closing the park. And I'm like, if Disney is walking, I've been paying $35 for a hamburger for the past two days. If Disney's walking away from cash, this is serious. we got to get the hell out of here. We gotta get home, you know. And I, I didn't know what was gonna happen. I was, I was thinking the worst. <laughs> Definitely, I'm, I'm glad it didn't uh, happen in our case. But, you know, crazy. It's been a crazy year. I never would have thought it coming. It's been a crazy um, year. Do you think? Do you think that people, since they've had so much time on the pandemic and watching shows like your your the ones you uh, have done and your, your feature-length documentaries and whatnot, do you think that there's uh, more of a, a resurgence of interest in, in everything? you think people are, are more into the, the MUFON TV subject uh, matter and, and, and whatnot? Have people been going down yeah, that know, rabbit hole? From, from what I've learned over the years, there is a core group of people that have an intense interest in the topic. And that number is about 40,000 people worldwide. And we're talking about the people that will subscribe to the newsletters, attend a UFO conference, uh, watch the videos on YouTube. And then you have the general public who is becoming more and more interested. And, mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons that I started MUFON TV, because if you go to YouTube and you are trying to find out something about the ET subject, and you just want the nuts and bolts, or you want stuff that's related in fact, or things that have a certain amount of evidence to support them, or people that are trying to solve this from a scientific and ethical standpoint, you got to wade through a lot of weird stuff just to get to something that might have some ring of truth. Um, and, and by the time you do, you're probably like, oh, these people are kooks. So, you know, if you go to MUFON Television, it has an archive going all the way back to, to the early 2000s, of presentations by people that are doing legitimate research in the field and have something to report. And then you have shows that are, that are, you know, staying true to at least an attempt to have a scientific basis for anything that we're saying might be, might be out there, might be, might be real. Like I just did a show about Mars uh, and we know that there's a pretty good chance that they discovered life on Mars at the Viking mission in 1976 and then covered it up. And so we talked Mm. about that. But, you know, we're not talking about we have a whole base on Mars and your sister probably works there if you haven't heard from her in a couple of months. You know, it's just like <laughs> there's some things that it may, may be, but I don't have anything that suggests that from an evidentiary standpoint. So I, I like to stick with what we do have uh, that we can present that has at least a reasonable amount of possibility to it and some kind of evidence. And so that's what you'll find on MUFON TV, and you don't have to sit through a bunch of crap to get to it. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. And we have a, uh, a link, ladies and gentlemen, on our show page. It is uh, www. It's very easy to get to, www.mufontelevision.com. And uh, you can also subscribe to MUFON TV on Facebook, uh, you know, like and share and everything. Um, 
if you, if you dig something, ladies and gentlemen, you hear me say it on the show all the time. I don't care if it's a band or, you know, whatever, a show, a movie, uh, you know, the best baker in town. Like and share their social media. We live in an algorithm world, and, uh, hey, maybe that's part of the simulation. You know? <laughs> he would certainly think. Well, you know, I've, I've made uh, a bunch of stuff available for free for people to check out. If they go to MUFONtelevision.com, there's a little icon on the front page about breaking news. And if you click on that, it takes you to a page where I just did a story about this Freedom of Information Act request that seems to admit that the government has UFO crash debris. Uh, so it's a really it's a it's about a seven eight minute story. So I really covered the the nuts and bolts of it. And then in that same playlist, uh, there's a really great piece that I did with James Fox. He came he came to my house the night before the phenomenon was released, and we shot a studio mm. a, a studio shoot talking about it. And so that's free for people to look at. There's a bunch of other stuff in that same playlist. Samples of the programming that I do and that you can find on MUFON TV, and it's all free, and I invite you to check it out or go to our YouTube channel and check that out. The Freedom of Information Act story is especially interesting. Yeah, tell us, tell us. There's a guy named Anthony Bregalia that, uh, uh-huh. that filed a Freedom of Information Act request for uh, information related to research on materials that was uh, shot down as, you know, flotsam, debris, whatever, recovered from the Department of Defense from UFOs or UAPs. And so the, the request was very specific, and it also wanted to, uh, anything that was being held by Bigelow Aerospace and, and studied. Mm. So after a couple of years, he got the response, and it, it was 154 pages of reports about these materials. Um, and... One of them is called nitinol. Some people say nitinol. I'm not really sure um, which one's the right pronunciation. But it's a shape-shifting, memory-retaining alloy that was supposedly invented in a naval weapons research lab in 1959. But we all know that Roswell's stories uh, are right. Oh, yeah, yeah. tale of this shape-shifting, memory-retaining alloy. And if you listen to guys like Philip Corso, who tells a story of, uh, you know, recovered technology being ported, to private industry and defense contractors for study, whether you believe Corso's book or not, it does make sense that if they did recover something, that's what they would do with it. So Absolutely. the fact that this stuff comes out of a naval weapons lab has made people go, well, see, that's not alien stuff. But I'm like, well, it could be because, you know, <laughs> it came out 12 years after Roswell from a naval weapons research lab, and it was right. supposedly discovered by accident. So so anyway, we have a shape-shifting memory-retaining alloy that, that – that, is widespread in industry. So that was one of the materials it covered. But the thing about the other materials, it, it, like metallic glass and a, a, a certain alloy with a tunable resonance that was created when it was manufactured, there's three other materials <laughs> and a whole list of things that these materials could do. Um, but they don't, you know, they don't know what they do. And then the Pentagon walked the whole thing back saying, oh, that's not alien anything. It's, it's Susan Galf in the Pentagon said that all of these materials were stuff that is being researched in, 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 a, in weapons programs. And so I asked in the report, and uh, you can see if you go to MUFON's YouTube channel, it just look at MUFON mm-hmm. YouTube, uh, it's DIA materials uh, story. It's like a, I think it's the last video that we posted. And that's one place you can see it for free, and you can also see it on MUFON television. But I asked the question, if this is all stuff that we're doing in a, uh, you know, government research program, then why do we have 158 pages that tell us that we don't really know what the stuff does? I mean, don't you usually <laughs> invent something to do something? It's like, you know, well, we don't know what this stuff may do, but it might do this, 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 and this. And so it made no sense hmm. to me that the Pentagon said, oh, yeah, we're the ones that invented it but we don't know what it may be capable of. That makes absolute nonsense. So I think that that story to me kind of blows the lid off the latest cover-up. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's I, again, I, I'm one of those, you know, I was a little kid when, uh, I was a real little kid when, when um, the whole Watergate thing, I think, changed perceptions a little bit. And, um, you know, we don't trust anybody. <laughs> and, I, I remember weapons of mass destruction and all that. You know what I mean? It's, uh, you know, and the more, the thing is, is the more somebody denies something, 
which says, oh, you know, nothing to see here, nothing to, there usually is something to see there. Uh, I have found, but, you know, who knows? Well, that's fascinating, yeah, man. That's fascinating. Well, let me ask These you this. have been you, going on for so long. Do you ever get worried that maybe, you know, you're getting too close on some stuff? And, you know, I mean, I don't know. You know, I don't want to put thoughts or put vibes out in the universe there or anything. But, um, yeah, you're, you're breaking a lot of stories is what I'm saying, you know. Well, you know, here's what I would hope. I think that there may have been a day when if you were getting too close to this, especially like after MJ-12 was formed and what they did to, um, uh, oh, shoot, I can't remember his name, the one who fell out the hospital window. Um, mm. You know, there's, there's, there was probably a day when it was a lot more dangerous to, to flirt with this material than it is now. And I would really like to think that if I'm crossing any lines at some point before somebody does a Phil Schneider on me, uh, that I would just get pulled aside by somebody and, and told, um, you know, what right. the rules were. But, you know, a lot of people think MUFON has, has got government, uh, uh, what do you call, gatekeepers. I've never seen any evidence of it. I've never been told what I can report on, what I can release. I don't even have to run my stuff by anybody to get approval to put it out. I have to execute, obviously, a certain amount of common sense. But um, right. So I've never encountered that. And, I, and, and so... Uh, I think that the people that are managing this information understand that it has to get out. And I also think that the same people that have been keeping it a secret from the masses have also been leaking it out, you know, albeit wrapped in disinformation and, and never, you know, the straight scoop. Like we have the MJ-12 papers. Well, maybe they're real. Maybe they're not. Maybe some of them are real. We just never quite know. But I think the information has been fed to us the hardcore UFO people that are that really have that burning desire to know, I think that we've gotten the information over the years, and um, and and not exactly like we want it, and not in any kind of official way, but I think the same people that are hiding it have also been sharing it with the people that that really deserve to know because they care that much. Piecemealing it out maybe a little bit. Here you go, man. Try yeah, that. And- Here, check this out. Interesting. Yeah, and it's not for public consumption. It's not the, the the president standing on the White House lawn with the with the alien next to him. But it's like, okay, guys, we know that you are this hardcore community that is just rabid for the answers, and we can't just come out and show you all this stuff. But you know, we're gonna throw some stuff your way, and if you care enough to put the pieces together, you you can figure it out. And so, these guys have a reason for keeping it a secret from humanity. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever understand what that reason is, and if we did know it, I'm not sure we'd all agree with it. But at the end of the day, they're the ones managing the information, and what we're getting is what we're getting. Um, And I think that they've been kind of generous by subtly handing out the clues over the years, and let's hope they get a lot more generous. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. This is a message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Older adults and people of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions are at higher risk for severe illness from COVID-19. If you are at higher risk, you should stay home as much as possible and avoid close contact with people who are sick to protect yourself. Call your doctor if you have concerns about COVID-19 and your medical condition or if you get sick. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, 
jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROXX, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember, T-O-S-O-T-S dot com, Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books, uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, she's a fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, The Quotable Edison, Quotable Henry Ford, uh, Quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course, The Quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool. Um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N.com, MichelleAlbion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. No, that's, that's fascinating. Fascinating. It's, and let's hope that you know, it might cross some kind of a line. That, that somebody comes to me and says, "Dude, just chill out, okay? Because nobody, nobody has to bury me in the desert, okay? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that dedicated that I want to give up my life fighting for something. It's like I understand what's going on. I just want to be a, a, a an honest broker to the people. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's, you know, and it's, but it's fascinating. It, it is so fascinating, and it's, you know, and people these days." It's such a mixed bag uh, when you talk conspiracy and, and whatnot. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, all those conspiracy theories, theories are so so much bunk and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, for a while, I probably would have been on that side of things, and then Snowden happened. And I'm like, well, I guess I didn't call that right. Um, <laughs> they actually were listening in on conversations, you know. it's um, Things could – nothing would surprise me. You know, I'm, I'm I'm at that point in life, I guess. It's just, I hope it's good, you know. I hope it's good. Um, I used to be a lot bigger believer in conspiracy theory. Well, you know, I, I, I probably have been a little more skeptical over the years. But I'm, you know, stuff keeps coming out that that is proved, you know. And it's like, whoa, you know, I, uh, ooh, it, um. You know, and I understand that there's need. Um, I remember a million years ago, I was a young man. I was probably 19, 20 years old. And I worked at a store, and this guy, and this is in Metro Detroit where I grew up, and uh, they had a big tank factory there. And there was a guy that used to come in the store all the time, and he worked at the tank factory. And he was some secretary or aide, because they had a lot of military people there. Um, and, you know, I, I told him, I, we were kind of just shooting the breeze, and I told him about some show I'd watched on PBS about, you know, future airplane jet fighters and, and all this. And he kind of laughed and he said, look, man, anything you see on PBS or the, whatever on the TV is going to probably going to be about 20 years behind the, <laughs> the times, you know? And again, this was pre-internet and, and all of that. So maybe he was, maybe it's not that bad now, but I don't know. Man. No, I've heard it. Know. I've heard it's even worse. It's more like 50 years. Wow. <laughs> There you go. With some with some of the stuff that's out there. 
Well, and they can't. And that's cool. You I know, I, I hope if China keeps making noise, they get it. They, they're in for a rude awakening. Right. Yeah, I, I, I hope our government has that kind of stuff. I hope they, we, that we have things that, that – because I have heard from numerous sources that there is nothing an adversary is going to pop up with that's really going to be a threat to us because – we have stuff nobody knows about, and and that would be really cool. I hope it's true, because I hope I hope our bluff may get may be called, or I think our bluff may be called very soon. Yeah, well, the world's a weird place, man, and there's lots, there's definitely some growing pains going on, you know, it's uh, or birthing pains or whatever the case may be, um, you know. But I think it's very cool that that there are dedicated people like yourself out there, and and you know, making. Uh, putting this information out and whatnot. And I was just looking at your website. You know, subscribing to MUFON TV isn't that bad, man. It's like seven bucks a month. That's no, great. we have a package where if you, uh, if for one nineteen, you get a year of MUFON television, and you also get uh, a full-blown MUFON membership where you get the newsletter, you get invited to local chapter meetings and, and special events. Uh, you know, so it, and if you're into the topic... MUFON used to be a group of investigators that, that all over the world. They still are. It's their main thing. Uh, you know, there's 4,000 people in MUFON who are only doing, like, investigations in local places. So there's places all mm. over the world where if you see a UFO, you can call MUFON, and they'll send somebody out to investigate it. But there's a whole other part of MUFON that's about community, and it's about if you care about the UFO topic and you want to be around like-minded people, this is where you go. And you get move right. on television where you can watch cool stuff. You get all kinds of, of chats and um, and seminars. We have a whole uh, thing for experiencers. Uh, we've been doing incredible experiencer research, and experiencers can find community uh, in move on as well. And there's a whole lot of you out there. So, yeah, it's um it, it's not a big financial burden. And if you care about the topic, it's definitely where you want to be. And I imagine with somebody who's experienced something. You know, that's kind of a weird topic because, you know, the, people tell people, maybe they don't want to tell anybody. They don't want to be judged. They don't want people, you know, thinking they're a, a kook or something. And here's a good opportunity for people to not judge them and take them seriously and, and, and listen to what they have to say, what they experience, you know. Give a little validation. We have a – By just listening. The Experiencer Research Team is run by Kathleen Martin and Dr. Don Derry. Kathleen Martin is the niece of Betty and Barney Hill, arguably the first uh, really? experiencers of the modern age. And she is a she is a scientist who has been studying this for a while. Uh, they just recently put out a report about the experiencer phenomenon. People that are experiencers can report their their experiences. Uh, there's community. There's uh, there's groups. There is uh, and all anonymously if you want to stay anonymous. But there's groups. There's people to talk to. Uh, there's events. Where you, where you can compare notes with other experiencers. It really is a place because it, it's, a, it's a real phenomenon. I don't think that experiencers are, are crazy people that are making stuff up. You know, I think that that's just not what's going on. And now there's well, science who would, to prove it. Who would do that? You know, who would want to bring all that, um, that stuff down on them? You know, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, and I realize there's all, takes all kinds in the world, but seriously, man, I... If, if you want to make something up, there's much better things to make up, you know. Um, I don't know, won the big high school football game or something. Whatever it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you get in any club for free. <laughs> I don't know. I think there but are people out there that, that are just making stuff up, but they make up the vast minority. And the way we know right. is because we've collected reports from thousands and thousands of people, and we notice some commonalities that not everybody understands. And um, so there's definitely something going on out there. And most of the people that have this happen to them, um, contrary to, to the mythos, it's not aliens probing you and doing weird things to your butt. Um, at the end of the day, it, most of these people that report having positive experiences um, and that the, even though there's fear involved sometimes in the beginning, it, it usually ends up being something that enriches their lives and their understanding. Um, which is which is very interesting because that also points to the fact that that what's happening to people is a real thing because they're not just repeating the horror stories like you see on TV. They're ta- they're talking right. about a whole different thing. 
and so, yeah, if you're an experiencer, MUFON is, is your home. You will find friends. You will find knowledge. You will find research resources, and you'll find uh, that you're not alone. And for experiencers, that's the thing they struggle with the most. They can't talk about it. They, they know it happened. Once, once you have these kind of experiences, nothing is going to convince you that it didn't happen. And so it really right. puts a lot of people in a difficult position. No, oh, it's fascinating. It's such a cool service you guys provide. It, it, and I'm telling you, it, $119, I have spent more on than that going out on a Friday night, man. That is a... Uh, no, it's, it's not value. expensive. And there's so much content on MUFON television. There's over 600 videos. All, a lot of them are full-length seminars. Some of the greats. We've got a bunch of Stanton Friedman stuff on there who we just lost. Uh, Dr. Roger Lear, uh, we got a lot of his stuff. I mean, anybody who's been anybody in the field over the last 20 years is part of the MUFON television collection. And and there is not a single ad on MUFON TV. There is not a single commercial. We don't take your personal information. We don't use site cookies. There, I think that some of the plugins might use minor cookies. But there's nobody it, – it, it is a completely unconventional website in that we're not playing any of those games the Internet is doing – to, to make information grabs. It's just there for right. people. You log in and you can access anything you want. Well, that, how cool is that, man? <laughs> that is awesome. That is very cool. Now, um, let me ask you this. Are you guys, I know that you've had this symposium, the big conventions and whatnot, um, in the past. Uh, is, is that happening for 2021 now that things are kind of settling down a little bit? Um, or would you it is. I'm really excited about that. Oh, it is that. happening. Nice. Yes. Nice. It's happening in Las Vegas in late August, uh, starting, I think it's the 27th. Um, it is the same symposium we're going to have last year, except it's on steroids. Military and government witnesses speak out. And so we've got a lot of the people that have seen things happen before. We have a lot of the people that you've seen on television, uh, on Unidentified and on shows like that. And we also have some people that nobody's heard from yet that are going to be revealing some stuff that is absolutely mind-blowing. And um, Country Music Television's hostess, Katie Cook, is our, is our master of ceremonies. She's really sweet. Nice. I've gotten to know her pretty well over, over the years. So got a little star power there. And then that same subscription to MUFON for $119, you get the MUFON membership and a year of MUFON TV, you will also get access to the live stream of this symposium, all included in that price. Wow. How cool is that? You don't even have to go to Vegas. Of course, if you're in the area. Yeah, you, you, yeah, if you don't want to. You don't have to. <laughs> you know. uh, well, yeah, it is Vegas. But um, <laughs> we'll, we'll be understanding if people still don't want to travel. And even if That's attendance true. in person is low, it is still going to be a full-blown online symposium. So, uh, rather you can go or rather you want to watch it online, it's definitely happening. Well, that's amazing, Ron. That is amazing. What a big production, too, you know. I, I mean, that can't be – I'm telling you, I've, I've put together little dinky small art shows, and it was a big deal. Well, not anything at the level of this. I can only imagine. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, I, I because you don't have my, one of my main – Yeah, one of my main businesses has always been providing – audio video for for live events doing live streaming and stuff like that uh but yeah i did contact in the desert a couple of years ago where we had seven rooms going at the same time with full-blown av and it's it, it, it's a heart attack on a plate and, <laughs> and and uh the mufon symposium we're doing a lot of really cool stuff we're live streaming the main room and then i'll be doing interviews and, and talking to people on a whole other set that we're bringing to las vegas so it's going to be really fun. It's almost going to be uh, cooler to watch live on online than it's going to be to be there. Although I'll probably get a lot of trouble for saying that. They're going to be no, like, "Give me no, no. sell the tickets." That's right. That's right. No, I, I suggest. But yeah, anybody, so you get the live hey, stream. Yeah, check that out, man. You can be in my neck of the woods down here in South Florida and watch that. That is cool. That is cool. Anywhere, All anywhere world. in the world, and it's going to be a quality program. That's fantastic, man. That is so cool. And again, folks, just head over to uh, MUFONtelevision.com. Uh, you can find out more information about that and just check out the website. It's really, really cool. There's free stuff on there, and you can see all the uh, the, the two uh, how you can join and whatnot. And um, 
just very, very cool. It's a good deal. It is a good deal. I, I think I pay more for Amazon than what you guys are charging, you know? No, it's, you know, it's, we're amazing. trying to up our membership. We want to have uh, we want to have more members, and it's like nobody's trying to get rich off of this. Where every penny we make goes back into producing more content. Um, you know, we have oh, a beautiful yeah. studio that I built in LA, and and I, I support that with other work. Um, and so, yeah, Mufon Television is a labor of love, and it's an honest, trustworthy place for people to find out uh, the truth about the field. Oh, that's fantastic. And there is, you know, everybody I talk to, too, I have never, I tell you, maybe it's just my weird friends, I don't know, you know, that could be definitely the case, but everyone I've ever brought up um, the topic with, everybody has a story, and I find that interesting, you know, Um, no one's ever like, oh, that stuff's just a bunch of hooey, you know, blah, 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 you know, it's like same thing with like uh, ghosts and supernatural, everybody has a story, you know. And uh, I, it's, I find them fascinating. I find them fascinating. And, you know, there's a lot of weird stuff that happens, man. <laughs> I want to know. And I think everybody else does, too. Ron, you are awesome. You are awesome. You're making this happen. You got the coolest job in the world. How cool is that? Um, well, that's fantastic. That is fantastic. And, uh, well, we'll, uh, we'll send everybody over there. And I, all I'm going to say is we're up against the uh, the time, but keep doing what you're doing, man. <laughs> Pretty cool. Really cool. Well, thanks. I'm sorry. Oh, did we lose him? Well, that's ominous. Um, well, folks, uh, <laughs> at least it waited to the end of the show. <laughs> wow. Cool. I'm sure Ron is fine. Uh, again, let me give you all the uh, the websites and what have you. Um, MufonTelevision.com, www.MufonTelevision.com. And the fa- the YouTube page, you know, is at MufonTV. Uh, TV. And also Facebook is uh, MufonTV. TV. And uh, so just put that in there. Like and share. We have links on everything. I will be posting uh, one of their uh, free videos. Uh, directly following the uh, show on my social media and whatnot. Um, and this is cool. This is cool. I, I'm so glad we got uh, Ron on the uh, on the show. Uh, I know we've had Darcy Weir on uh, last month and whatnot. And we are working. We were supposed to have Stephen Bassett on. And something happened and the show didn't happen. Uh, but we're going to reschedule that because I definitely want him on the, uh, the show. And I've been getting you guys' emails and tweets and all that. Uh, and DMs, I guess the uh, is the correct term. Uh, well, I get emails too. But anyway, um, and I know you guys are liking this stuff, digging this stuff. So uh, yeah, you know, at least once a month, I'd like to have something um, in the uh, the UFO, UAP, and ET subject matter. It's um, it's just uh, it's very very interesting to me. I, I find it fascinating, um, and I'm and apparently you guys do too. So. That is cool. So we'll continue to have that happening. Um, again, Ron James, MUFON TV, MUFONTelevision.com. Get over there and sign up. And I can't wait to see the, uh, the, uh, the stream of the, uh, the big symposium uh, in August there. How cool is that? How cool. I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, folks, you know, speaking of uh, work and whatnot, I'd better get back into it. Like I said, I, these paintings aren't going to paint themselves, and I'm just swamped beyond belief, so i got to get this, this stuff done. Um, but thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, we will see you next time. We're, when are we? Today's Monday. We're on Wednesday. No show tomorrow, but uh, the following day we, we have a show. We have a really cool sh- uh, singer-songwriter on, on Wednesday. Uh, she's uh, the VDM and, and world stuff. Um, I had her on the show uh, last year, and uh, and she's back. She's back. This is a different project she's doing, but man, just talent turned up to 10, baby. Okay, well, that's it for tonight. We will see you next time, everybody. Have a good one. Get over there to www.mufontelevision.com. M-U-F-O-N television.com. 
This has been Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli, Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.